0: hello everyone welcome back to humble leaders we're coming at you from a different platform given our global situation here we followed the trend of using zoom and we're here to deliver our third episode so here we go
1: welcome hope you guys are excited we are very pumped to you know be fortunate enough to still be doing this in a platform that um can transition to online and can be remote we're all being safe but yeah we're, we're glad that you guys are along for this ride thank you
0: yes thank you all so on the docket for today we're going to be we're obviously going to be talking about the pandemic and doing our part while while this stuff is going on and how it's going to look a little different for us moving forward Hundred so, percent. What do you guess, think about our situation, Lincoln? What'd you say? What do you think about, about our situation we've got ourselves in here?
1: Well, yeah, uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to give you guys the runaround. It's a it's a shite situation, to be quite honest. Um, but you know, we're all making do with what we can, and we're all making sacrifices, some more than others, and I understand that. Um, but I guess for me personally, um, sustainability is sort of taken a back seat, and being employed has taken the front seat because I need to make sure that you know I can still afford rent because for some reason they're still out here collecting, you know. All right. How about you, Ben?
0: Sure. Okay. Well, I uh, I was one of the what? 20 million people that lost their job the first week of this so i finally got my unemployment benefits yesterday so that's a good there you good go. booster for me but all in all morale has been low i tell you what
2: morale Same with
0: motivation very low yeah what about you david
1: i uh
2: yeah, I, uh, I got to agree with what you guys said. Morale has been kind of a uh, at an all-time low. And like uh, Lincoln was saying, we got uh, signed a lease, moving into a house in a few months. So we got to uh, figure out a financial situation for that in the upcoming months. But, uh, yeah, I guess the more important thing is really just, you know, making those sacrifices and staying healthy and being responsible and taking care yeah, of yourself.
0: Yeah, you, you did a stint in the hospital for – for a little bit
2: sure did yeah i uh, thought i was dying as a matter of fact but uh <laughs> <laughs> turns out i was just overreacting but i mean i was i was for sure sick i can't say with confidence whether or not i had coronavirus but i had a virus of some sort and i was not feeling well so i'm just i'm happy i'm able to be here and talking to you boys and keeping the uh the humble leaders going so
0: yeah uh, get to talk to glad Steve you're and, like, glad you're okay appreciate that Lincoln, what have you been doing to pass the time?
1: Well, um, you know, uh, I, everyone says during this time, it's like if there's ever been something that you wanted to do, you should do it now. Um, so I've been uh, writing commercials. Um, I wrote a commercial uh, that's intended to be an uh, animated commercial about Little Caesars and four Little Caesars. And instead it's called Little Caesars um, because when you eat a full Little Caesars $5 hot and ready alongside a order of their cheesy bread, that's what happens. Um, seizure-inducing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's fine. It's whatever.
0: As long as you recycle the box.
1: Can <laughs> you recycle pizza boxes? That's a really good question, Hard Like board? Uh, yeah, it's cardboard, yeah. but it's got oil on it, you know? Yeah,
0: you can't actually, but. Damn. Just nice. On the topic of sustainability, fun. I've just been like. I've been going ham on the recycling. Like, we've got like four little bins that we've got, and I'm like going in and out of them, making everything, making sure everything's washed out and like put in the right bin and it's out on the curb ready for it. But like. The way i see it from a sustainability standpoint like this is despite the circumstance it's kind of a golden opportunity to perfect the craft of at-home sustainability so like i've just been trying to do my best out here
2: and lincoln like you said it's kind of a it's not really at the forefront of everyone's minds right now being sustainable. It's kind of the last thing on anyone's mind, but uh, you still got to do the little things like keep recycling and do whatever you can. Is there anything you've been doing Lincoln, uh, any gardening tips or any, uh, any ag tips you got for us?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody understands that um, right now agriculture is reeling from this because I think a lot of people are going to walk away from this realizing what is actually grown and for what purpose. So um, like zucchini farmers, melon farmers, dairy, you know, ranchers and things like that. The, the um, specialty crops that are grown in the United States are grown primarily for restaurant use. Um, and that's why there are fields and fields of zucchini that are being harvested and then dumped back onto the field because people aren't buying them because restaurants are shut down right now. Um, same thing with dairy and with milk, you know, like there's a bunch of videos going around of people having to dump their milk. Um, but the problem with that is that hasn't happened since the great depression, like milk hasn't been dumped like that since the great depression, and it's sort of sad because um not only is it not sustainable but there's an opportunity to feed people that really need it and that's going uh to waste essentially because farmers don't have the the infrastructure to deliver all this unused food back into uh communities that really need it uh me personally i've been taking uh soda bottles and things like that and i've been cutting the tops off of them you drill two holes in the bottom and then you fill that with soil and then that's a plant pot right there so a bunch of windowsill gardening is really all i've been doing um but yeah i mean that's another way that you can be sustainable uh sustainable and i agree 100 percent, david like it's it's all about the little things you
0: No, know, something weird like i saw earlier today on twitter Let me hear it and i just i just googled it to double check but i guess uh belgians are being encouraged to eat more fries because there's like a huge surplus of potatoes in europe so they're just like pushing french fries on all these people they're like eat eat it (laughs) that's
1: so funny what goes best with a belgian beer like a Big old hot pile of fries for sure. Belgian
2: yeah, french fries, I guess, yeah. No. Oh. So, um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm reeling from, okay? Let's see. I understand that restaurants are doing delivery. Restaurants are still open, right? Uh, ben, in your case, I know that you worked at a pub slash brewery. Um, I don't know if you guys are still open for, like, curbside delivery, nothing. Wow.
0: We don't okay. get it, We didn't get enough to go to begin with to even have one person in the kitchen doing that stuff. So Wow.
1: Okay. Well, I know that there are a couple of restaurants that are still open, and it's sad that it's only, you know, like the Wendy's and the uh, Starbucks drive through and the McDonald's exactly. and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but.
0: I've been eating way too much McDonald's. I'm going to just throw that out there right now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a hundred percent same. I've been
0: any
2: amount of McDonald's is arguably too much McDonald's.
0: But- that's a fair and- point, but I, <laughs> they as soon as the pandemic started, they introduced the double Big Mac. Oh my god! And I went, oh snap! And I got several of them. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> They're power not power that good. Backpack. They're not that good.
1: Are they <laughs> as disappointing as the quarantine?
0: <laughs> Just about, yeah. That's that's saying something.
1: That's so funny.
0: Gotta I gotta eat the beef, I guess. Yeah. Gotta I'm start just kind of pissed off. Our milk that the cows.
1: hours have changed, you know, like like restaurant hours are now ending earlier. So by the time that I'm trying to go to bed and getting that midnight hitter, you know what I'm saying? I can't. So. Yes,
2: <laughs> I'm all too familiar with that. Yeah. Um. So obviously the. Uh, the quarantine is awful. Nobody is enjoying it. I mean, I, I kind of personally, as a, uh, someone who makes music, it's kind of nice to be able to stay inside all day long without feeling like a, uh, an absolute bum about it. But um, what, uh, what do you think some of the uh, positive, positive effects of uh, this whole pandemic could be? Because, you know, have you heard, like, a, uh, in, what was it, Venice? There were, like, dolphins swimming in the water and stuff. In the canals,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've been seeing pictures like that all over the web. Um I don't know if any of them were like staged to fit the theme that it's like the earth is healing like we are the virus yeah, narrative yeah. thing that's going around but in my hometown like Silverthorne Breckenridge area moose are everywhere really like wow. every day I get I see a Snapchat story from someone in my hometown of just like one or two moose in their backyard my mom sent me like four or five pictures of moose just roaming around and that's that's
2: really is that out of the ordinary for for breath
0: i mean moose sightings happen all the time but like they're just like roaming the streets right now that's pretty cool they've seen yeah they've seen like there's been a couple mountain lion sightings which are rare rare so that's cool but with the lack of human activities just like giving the animals to go ahead to roam I feel like pollution has had to have significantly decreased in the last
2: the last couple of months as well. I'm gonna have to look up something on it, but but I mean, I feel like even you can kind of just notice just looking up at the sky now. You can see like a lot more stars in the sky and everything. It's it feels. I I, I mean, it is kind of like maybe I'm I'm a little sick, but I feel like it is kind of like the air is a little hard to breathe around here nowadays. But um, I still feel like it's it's
0: a little cleaner outside and it just feels a little feels a little better to me at least. But yeah, it it was somewhere I think it was like Nepal I saw this picture and it was like some industrial town with really bad smog and like after the first month of quarantine you could see the Himalayas in in the distance for the first time in like Yeah or something. Um yeah. that's crazy.
1: Um, I think for me personally i think that we're going to come back from this with a with a refreshed definition of what essential really means Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people are going to change their career path because if you've been in your house for two months Mm -hmm. and you've had to work online i think a lot of people that have had to move online have been like oh I, i mean i could have done this the whole time right i mean now at the end of my college career i'm realizing that i could have been doing something that i loved while going to school online and i could have done it the whole time and i just didn't um and i think that that's going to really shape uh, a lot of things for you know prospective college students and people coming out into the workforce and they're going to realize it's like look this is what we need to do this is what should be done. This is essential. Um, and I also think that like, and I mean, I hate to bring this up, but we don't need, and this might be a very Northern Colorado mindset, but we don't need 40 different people making craft soaps, right? Like we don't need all of these people, like the fact that you can sell soaps on Etsy and make a living, I don't know if that really should exist that's just my perspective right (laughs) it's like what are you doing to benefit yourself and your neighbor sort of thing i don't know Mm -hmm. that might be just you know people people need soap mentality but (laughs) people need their bird soap yeah
2: (laughs) but uh i definitely i definitely agree with you i think um there's going to be a lot of uh positive effects coming at the other end of this whenever whenever that'll be i couldn't even couldn't even
1: begin to guess how long Let's give estimates. Through. Let's give estimates of when we think this is take really a, gonna take a really pool shake out. <laughs>
0: yeah. I heard I, uh, I heard that like sporting events, like professional sporting events and like concert venues won't be able to have full crowds until fall of next year.
2: Damn. Yeah. Wow.
0: That yeah. was just like one thing I saw, but I was like, I believe it the way the way people aren't really or I guess a lot of people are. A lot of people are abiding by the stay-at-home orders and the quarantine stuff, but a lot of people also are not.
2: And did you did you hear the people uh, the people protesting it out in Michigan? I think they said what? Um, Nineteen of those people contracted the virus after
0: they went out and in, in public and were protesting it publicly. I just well, they did that. They did that down in Denver too. And really? Like if you saw those pictures of the the nurses and hospital workers blocking them like standing in the middle of the street, blocking these cars, trying to get to this protest. Like it was, it was a big deal. Jeez. I'm going to, let me see if I can pull up a picture of that real quick.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, it. it's just wild because it's like, we were already in such a polarized climate and now that people are bringing in their polarized political views into a virus means that we are drastically beyond the point of people that understand basic science like we we (laughs) we fucked up like we're like i don't know it's hard it's yeah but it's hard to keep a positive mindset especially when it's so easy to see how this is the fucking end like this is it we're done you know Mm -hmm. it's
2: it's a little unbelievable what are there over um Somewhere over, you know what? I'm gonna real quick, I'm gonna share my screen right now, actually, because I just got that video up. But, um, yeah, I kind of want to take a look at this real quick for sure. We seeing this?
1: Hold up, it's loading.
2: There we go. Yeah,
1: yeah, dude, play that video.
2: Yeah, people, this is there's nothing patriotic i mean i just i don't understand why people think their liberties are being taken away you know it's just there's nothing patriotic about going out in public there's nothing like your freedoms aren't being restricted by any means like everybody the worldwide billions of people are going through this right now so it's just it's a little unbelievable See, that guy jog real quick. but <laughs> dude, That guy looks sad, dude. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love this picture real quick. Might as well pull it up while I'm up here. Reopen Colorado now. You have to be a special kind of idiot to <laughs> – but, yeah,
1: um, yeah. On the same vein, though, I was invited by some fucking hillbilly trash that I went <laughs> to high school with. I was invited to join a Facebook group called Reopen America, and I declined the request, but Facebook has me, still shows me the posts, even though I declined to join the group because it said, you know, this fucking guy invited you to join Reopen America. It's like I said, <laughs> no, stop showing me this shit, Facebook. What do you think Mark Zuckerberg's doing right now? Do you think that Mark Zuckerberg moved into Epstein's Island? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he's living fat right now. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm sure
0: he's, he's cool. Huh? I mean, I'm not a fan of these protests. Obviously, I'm not on that side of the board as someone who lost their fucking job. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel for these people, like the people that have real reasoning behind it. It's like they're living paycheck to paycheck as it is. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Unemployment, unless you got on it right away, which was borderline impossible. It took me a month to even get through Yeah. because there are so many people on it. But unless you get that benefit, which is minimal. Then you could be very screwed. Yeah. So, it's a it's a scary
2: time. But it's a scary time for sure.
0: I just don't know why. What implores these people to protest, like a government sanctioned thing, rather than go apply at a city like a supermarket? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're starving for people. They need people to restock the toilet paper shelves. Still. Yeah. And they're, they're even limiting people to one pack, one pack of toilet paper per person, every. That person.
2: that was and. Getting back on the subject of uh, sustainability, that was something that really bothered me at the uh, the start of all this was you'd see people going to grocery stores and Dollar Tree, all that kind of stuff, walking out with 40, 50 packs of toilet paper thinking like the world's going to end. And it's just, it's not necessary. And it's really just, it's it's kind of screwing everyone else over. And it's, yeah, but I mean, the one, the one pack yeah. of toilet paper thing now and everything, it's it's crazy.
0: I mean, obviously, like, demand for toilet paper kind of went down after that first, wave but um yeah the shelves are still borderline empty every Mm -hmm. time i've been to the store and uh
2: i think that i read an article the other day i don't remember where it was but they were saying um like meats the meat sections of grocery stores are going to start looking like the toilet paper sections and up in greeley at jbs would they say 20 30 people came down with the virus so they were probably just in there distributing all this kind of it's just, it's a scary time. You don't even, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of,
1: uh, just, yeah, and a lot of uncertainty. Right. And there is going to be a meat shortage for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't eat that much meat already, mainly because I couldn't afford it to begin <laughs> with. Um, but, like, it's it's going to get rough. Um, and I don't know, when you take away the super cuts you take away Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins, and then you take away steaks. This country is going to be in fucking upheaval, dude. Turmoil,
2: yeah, absolute turmoil. So, how, how do you think, Lincoln? I'll ask you, since you're the uh, the ag major. How do you think, um, you know, something like a meat shortage? Do you think that's do you see this having any kind of like positive effects on like the uh, the agriculture industry, like uh, an uh, an increase in like um, like produce like growth, or do you think it's gonna hinder any uh any future like profitability for the agriculture industry
1: i think it's going to be i think that the government is definitely making um you know special considerations for people who are farming and who, for people who are in agriculture and that's great mm-hmm. um but i think at the end of the day and this is just a personal ethic of mine is that like at the end of the day the whole point is to feed people right everybody eats that's the whole deal and everybody eats exactly that's the whole point is that you got to feed people and then if we look at what happened in the 30s when the economy crashed people weren't dumping milk because they had to just like now people aren't dumping milk because they have to people are dumping milk because they can't make money off of it and i think that it's it's wild to think because The farmer grows the crops on the land and then has to sell the crops at a premium just to break even, but then they have to sell it at an even higher price to be able to pay their costs of how much it costs to harvest and have to pay for the land. So I don't know. I think, I think meat shortages are going to happen and I don't think that we're going to stop consuming as much as we do. I think what's going to happen is we're going to import more, from other countries but the import costs are going to be so high because every country is not producing as much so because every country is not producing as much a steak that cost seven dollars is now going to cost fourteen dollars oh yeah um, and I think people are going to really realize that like meat for the majority of human history was a luxury right like mm-hmm. you had to spend 15 years raising a, a cow to then slaughter the cow to eat a steak once every, you know, couple of, once a decade maybe, <laughs> you know? So I think people are going to really care about their food. Um, but I think it's all gonna come down to how much the farmers are willing to give as far as costs, because if farmers don't charge as much for their food, America will buy their food. And then if they're still trying to make a bunch of money off of it, then we're going to have to start importing. And once we give our food supply away to other places, we're fucked.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm on an article right now in the New York Times saying, just kind of backing up what you were just saying, uh, Dairy Farmers of America estimates that farmers are dumping as many as three and a half million gallons of milk each day a single chicken processor is smashing 750,000 unhatched eggs every week. Yep. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess there could be a, a positive effect, like, coming out the other end. Um, wastefulness will probably be, um, I guess, considered a lot more amongst yeah, the consumers. Right. But, but, I mean, yeah, it's.
1: And it's going to be good. The problem is, is that we've got to get through it. And I don't know how we're gonna get through it,
0: Lincoln. Do you do you see this pandemic as something that's potentially gonna reshape like agriculture as we know it, especially like livestock stuff like that?
1: Definitely, definitely. Because forever, the whole point is is that if the farmer doesn't make money, they stop farming, right? Um, I know that the the proverbial image of a farmer is just this fucking dumb guy that's out there, uh, flannel
2: jeans and boots. and
1: Yeah. Just praying to God for rain, doing a rain dance in the middle (laughs) of 40 acres. But at the end of the day, farmers have a lot of transferable skills and they could just as easily go work for a chemical company or an engineering plant. And I think that might be where we see people. I think that livestock production is going to go way down at the end of this. If like let's say that all this goes away in June, I don't think it's gonna go away in June. It's not gonna go away in June, but that's when people are assuming that you know we're all gonna be able to go back to our regular lives. But this is complete it's not just shaping, it's not just reshaping agriculture, this is reshaping normal for everybody. The world the entire world. Exactly. We're we were all so global in the first place, and I think we're still as global but the problem is is that this is gonna be a new normal for everybody it's resetting the benchmark kind of thing you know I don't know what do you think
0: I have no idea I just wanted your input on that it's just like we have to like I'm trying to I'm no expert but obviously commercial farming obviously changed after the Great Depression Yeah, like we figured out ways to mass breed cattle and all that and I don't know if like you were saying meat's always been a luxury I don't know if it's gonna become a luxury again and as a result we'll probably all get a little more healthy a little more alkaline in us yeah but uh and then have like a maybe celebratory steak every year but I don't know it's interesting to look at but as far as McDonald's is concerned, they're, they're still turning and burning that meat, man. I know. But <laughs> so, then that begs the question
1: the time about time. where McDonald's is actually getting the meat in the first place kind of thing, you know?
0: Right. Well, maybe this will force, like, all the fast food places to start doing that impossible beef. True. Like, maybe yeah, that's, that's just what we'll come to.
2: That might become very, very popular in the next, uh, next few months, even. Right.
0: I mean it's i'm not going to say it's good for you but it's not as bad as greasy beef and it's more sustainable because it's made of plants yeah right Right, right.
1: and i don't know i think that people are going to be way more considerate of other people's time too and i think that they're going to take into account time and longevity of um into their workplace which i think is also going to be a problem with agriculture because i mean you're looking at something that you don't get a product until you've spent 8 months trying to you know source the product, source the seed you've got to buy the seed you have to test the seed you have to plant the seed and then you have to water it and make sure that everything's fine for fucking a 4 month growing season and then after that it gets it gets gets it gets rough
2: yeah, no, I, I hear that entirely. Um, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, you know what, let me share this screen again real quick, actually. So we're seeing, where is this, in LA? Um, you see the screen? Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, Concentration levels were down by 31 percent from the same time last year and down 51 percent from the average of the previous four years. Um, so we're seeing things like um, pollution really clearing up. Um, so I guess I don't know. I mean I, I think this could really um, in the end this could really um, benefit you know the fight toward the climate change. I'm not sure um, I'm not sure how substantially. It'll, it'll help. But I mean, I, even the air pollution levels are going down and, you know, people can't even leave the house. So no one's driving around. No one's doing anything like that. So,
0: well, yeah, it's just crazy to me that human activity pretty much ceasing for two months has done all this in that short of time.
2: Yeah. In a very, very short amount of time.
0: I mean, obviously, months. obviously, once global quarantines are lifted in that, like the factories are going to start start turning out and polluting again but i don't know maybe we'll and
2: that's that's something
0: i think you know
2: if if there's a positive to come from any of this it's this evidence right here like um you're just saying the factories on march 25th india placed its entire 1.3 billion uh, population to lockdown, closing factories and they saw the um number of hours rated as unhealthy in new delhi dropped from 68 to 17 percent so i mean there's 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 evidence here that i mean it's this is helping the environment um it's horrible for the human race, obviously, but I mean, I could, I could see, um, maybe not under this uh, current presidency, um, right. given the amount of like setbacks we've gone through environmentally, but I could see this really, um, you know, going a long way toward placing regulations on, uh, corporations and factories and stuff like that in a few months, which is, is a yeah, huge I wonder, plus.
0: I wonder if it's going to affect our little cap and trade system that we're so fond of here. You guys know what that is? Mm-hmm. No. Cap and trade. So every country is allowed to, like, I guess technically buy a certain amount of pollution that they can put into the world, like, per year. Oh, like,
1: buy shares of it? So,
0: so, yeah. So that's the cap. But you can trade with other countries to pollute more. So, like, they'll buy, like, a pollution cap from wherever else. So then we get that added to ours. And we get to pollute more. So I don't know, like, maybe this will, I mean, could be a fever dream, but like, maybe this will just lower everyone's cap. I mean, ideally, I think that Ideally, would be, yeah, yeah. But like, like just seeing like all the smog clearing up and stuff in a short amount of time, like we could mm-hmm. at least try and keep it to where it's at instead of going right back to just utter, utter just chaos. chaos. Disastrous, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah how how do you how do you guys feel about it? do you think the air is easy to breathe right now do you think are you experiencing any type of like shortness of breath or anything like that I no mean, because I know for I know for sure I have and I know a couple people that have too I don't know if it's the air here if it's you
0: know a symptom of uh, I mean I got like a a weird sore throat that like a few days ago that's still kind of lingering and like the roof of my mouth is still like swollen almost I don't know like, if it's from the air quality or like being cooped up in here in my house yeah. mm-hmm. with four other dudes breathing uh, the same air. Yeah. Like yeah, my house cool. smells weird, man. <laughs> I don't know what these smells are anymore. It's have just, you, uh, weird. have you guys been staying in? You guys haven't been leaving the house super often. Just, uh, just, I mean, obviously Brant's got a girlfriend. He goes over there and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Other than like grocery stores and gas station. Colton has a job still at the lumber yard, so he hitches a ride with a coworker there and back every morning. Are you concerned about about him going
2: and meeting that person? Even Brant going out and seeing and seeing Natalie and coming back. Are you? Are you? Is there any
0: concern? I haven't had any, any concern about it. um, Just because I know Natalie's roommates are being good about it, Mm -hmm. and she's not been anywhere other than here or there with Brant. Yeah. Yeah. But. Mark also had a job for a while delivering pizzas, but he, like, they just are bringing new people on and kind of screwing with everyone's hours. So it's kind of on the fence whether he still has a job. But that's silly, the nice way. Words. With the way they were delivering pizzas, like they weren't exchanging a pen to sign a receipt or anything anymore. They were like doorstepping mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel like my mother. Like I. I
2: will see like a piece of food that someone else's hands have touched and I can just visualize like all the germs and bacteria. And it's like, I just, I feel like I'm trying to be so much more like conscious
0: about like health and just like, you know, but yeah, it's, yeah. You can't see it, it, but my hands are dry as the desert sand. (laughs) (laughs) Washing them so much like, yeah, yeah. yeah, We've been playing, we've been playing like doing Monday night poker nights here just as something to do and like every time we finish a game i'm just like we all touch <laughs> yeah. those chips like <laughs> gotta clean off so yeah, yeah. everyone's gotcha. going staying, man <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah
2: justifiably so but yeah what about what about you lincoln have you been uh taking any walks anything you've been leaving the house at all
1: well i've been trying to get out but like i i just I can't justify going on a walk just cause it'll make me feel better for the chance that I'll run into a bunch of people because I live in this apartment complex mm-hmm. and the apartment complex is very spread out. It's not just one building. So when I'm walking out around, like there's a whole bunch of 20 somethings that don't believe that they're going to get this, that are throwing parties all the time because this, yeah. they basically just gave up on their classes and rightfully so. <laughs> and you know, they, are not doing anything but they're just, you know, partying all the time and it's one thing if that was like you know five people that were just being loud it's like I'm not annoyed by that I'm annoyed by every time I walk outside there's just how there's apartments just full of people it's like this isn't helping anybody it's, you know
2: it's just irresponsible honestly because what do they say like um I don't know what the number is but a good amount of people that get it 80 percent of people that get it or something are asymptomatic so yeah, you could just exactly. be carrying this around and giving it to everyone in your apartment complex and it's, it's just irresponsible. like just stay home you know what i'm yeah.
0: saying like, yeah it's wild friends. you you drive past like city park on a day like this where it's 70 and sunny city park is packed yeah. Still. really yeah every time really? i've driven by city park on a nice day it's been pretty full. And I, I caved one day. I was like, it's so nice out. I'm going to go up to horse tooth, sit on a rock and eat a sandwich. And so I went up there and there were people everywhere. Oh. I was like, God damn, I got to find my own rock. Like off. the way." <laughs> hey, I, I, I understand.
2: I understand like the need to like get outside and like not just be cooped up in your house. But I feel like it's kind of, I mean, people, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. People aren't, i' I'm, I've been sitting on my back porch all day long, like I'm getting outside still but i'm I'm outside and you know i'm not I'm not going around giving it to people but yeah. there is there is yeah. kind of a a degree of irresponsibility that's um kind of coming along with this, it's kind of
0: frustrating I've me, been right? trying to take mind. advantage of getting out at night when it's nice, like we've been having yeah. a lot of like roommate bonfires in the backyard, and okay one night me, Brant and Colton, after we played poker, we'd been drinking obviously but we're oh, like, this. it's like 70 degrees out still. Let's run to the A. And so we ran to the A up by Horsetooth Jeez, and hung man. out there. In the middle of the night, there's no one around. So yeah. it, was, it was fun. It was nice. We got good exercise. I tell you what. But nighttime's yeah, just as good as daytime these times. It's, it's
2: getting uh, to that time of year, too. So it's, it's a lot easier to be able to do that. That might, that might help a lot of people out,
1: too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, I haven't really been getting outside, but, um, I think it is going to be nice when some of these are lifted because I think people are going to be like loyal to local businesses after this too. You know, I think it's going to be like, I want to go to, you know, the town bar and I want to drink there and I don't want to bar hop. I just want to stay in one spot. It's low key. You know, I think I think kickbacks are gonna come into in a fashion after this, hopefully.
2: <laughs> I gotta I gotta say though, personally, if if they lifted the ban tomorrow, if they said, You're good to go out and go to restaurants, you're good to go to bars, I would be sitting in my house for the next three or four months still. I would not leave yeah. my house. I'm not risking it. I'm not I thought I had the virus and I just could barely breathe like I was still <laughs> fine but like and that scared the shit out of me so i'm not i'm not trying to go contract this and give it to my family or anything like that
1: but 100
2: it's just yeah and like we were talking like sports leagues and stuff like considering opening um like the nba said players can start going back to the the facilities in like early may it's just what's like why why rush it why risk it you know
1: Right, and everyone right now is talking about like, oh, it's an overreaction. Wouldn't you rather have an overreaction than have a whole bunch more people dead? Aren't there a million cases in the United States right now? Yeah, we just hit a million. Yeah, we just hit a million cases, and this is nowhere near over. And I understand that people are taking precautions to flatten the curve, but it's like we need to overreact. This Mm -hmm. is what we should be doing. You know, and and I think. Um, you know,
2: the the Trump administration kind of severely underreacted because what are there? What are there two and a half million cases worldwide? Probably not even, and over a million of them are in the United States. Yeah, of course. We just we were horribly unprepared for this, and I don't know.
0: Got twelve hundred bucks though.
2: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Did you Donald, get twelve hundred bucks? Donald Trump's <laughs> <No>. personal signature <laughs> on it
1: too no i didn't, I didn't. get 1200 bucks i'm still I mean, labeled as a dependent i'm going to be a dependent yeah. until i'm 26 years Same old yeah.
0: <laughs> my mom was nice enough to give me hers though she's like i still have a job you can you can have this i was like
1: oh that's nice
0: so much you probably yeah you need it too because yeah but yeah, yeah. it's I
1: don't know. do you yeah, guys think like, on, on the vein of like um On the vein of uh, corporations and climate change, do you guys think that corporations are just going to generally be producing less because we're consuming less?
0: Do you think we're going to be consuming less or you mean right now?
1: No, I mean like after this, do you think that we're going to be consuming less? Do you think that corporations are going to be producing less like who's going to is there going to be someone that takes the first step that says, like, I don't need all this, this and this. And then the corporations in turn are like, well, we can't sell this, this and this. So we're just not going to make it, you know,
0: I mean, in a perfect world, that's how it would go down. But you see how selfish people are acting by protesting this stuff. True. So. I don't know it's a tough it's a tough scenario
2: i I don't know if um I don't know if we'll be we'll be consuming less because they'll be producing less or if it's gonna be the other way around um I kind of think that the um humans are kind of inherently just greedy and just love to um just love to consume, which is a weird thing to say, but in any fashion like humans just love you know. Buying and eating and doing whatever they can, so it's I I don't know. It's it takes a um. It would take something pretty significant, I think, to kind of try and convince like an entire nation, let alone an entire world full of people, to you know kind of just take it easy.
1: True. But, I mean,
2: like you said, ideally that
1: would be that would be how it goes. But... I don't know. I think if this goes on long enough, we might get there. You know,
2: but it's yeah, gonna have I, to
1: go. It, it really it does
2: depend on how long this takes. So. Yeah. So yeah, what is, what's your,
1: uh, what's your final estimate Lincoln? What do you, how, when do you think this will all be over? I think January of 21, January 21. I think January 21 is when we're going to be actually out of the woods uh, on this. I think that people are going to, I think that people are going to go out and people, it's going to be open. And I think that we're still going to have sort of normal stuff, but I think even after January of 21, that's when it's going to be sort of fizzled out. I think that after that, though, everybody is going to be sort of on edge. Like I feel like people are treating others as if it's like um, if it's like a toy on the ground that a little five year old picks up. It's like, put that shit down. You don't know where it's been. You know, we're treating other people like we don't know where you've been kind of thing. So I don't know. It's going to be weird.
0: Well, uh, I hope. That's the case, assuming we get a vaccine for this.
1: Yeah. Because yeah, cause, yeah.
0: Think still about very... it though. Like our kids will have a COVID nineteen vaccine that they have to yeah. get. hundred percent. Like this is some real shit we're going through right now.
1: Right. It's, yeah, this kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I am just Depression, hoping that in the next couple of months, <laughs> I'm hoping in the next couple of months we'll actually like develop a vaccine because it's going to take a couple of months to actually produce enough to distribute enough to make sure that everybody's vaccinated, you know? And I cannot wait for the fucking people that aren't going to vaccinate their kids for this because you know it's going to be the same people that are out there protesting right now saying that it's a conspiracy theory. And then in a couple generations, we're going to be rid of these fucking TikToks that are out here (laughs) doing bullshit like this. (laughs) Yeah, Dude, hopefully you, we'll
0: get I, go go on. Uh, I was just gonna say the the anti-vaxxer community has been awful quiet lately. Yeah, <laughs> real real quiet lately. Like but, I saw yeah. this I saw this good quote on Twitter. It's like, you know how all those people don't believe in all these vaccines? Well, this is a world we live in right now without one vaccine. Yeah, one, yeah, a single vaccine. Global yeah. panic and tens of thousands are dead. So yeah.
1: How long do you think before people start rioting, you know, I I literally I remember when I said, um, and I say this, like,
2: sincerely, when uh, they started the lockdown in uh, March or something, whenever it was, they were they were genuinely talking about closing liquor stores and dispensaries. And it, I've, people would have looted in that case if liquor stores, because I, I think the sales at liquor stores have gone up like fifty percent in the U.S. over the last couple of months. So people would be looting right now. If, but I, I, I honestly think it's, it's only going to get better from here on out. I think it's already showed some signs of leveling off. Um, maybe in some smaller places, you know, maybe in some other countries they might start rioting and looting a little bit. But I mean, they might start rioting here, just like you know, all these Republicans on the streets of D.C. or something like yeah. torches yeah, I don't know. But I mean, as, as long as they got Donald Trump telling them to inject themselves with Lysol,
1: they should be a pretty docile. <laughs> so we'll... Oh, man. All right. I've got to share you. I got to show you guys something. Um, <laughs> you guys keep talking. I'm going to email it to myself so that I can share my screen and share it you. How about think, that? Yeah, that sounds, sounds wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David, uh,
0: how would you say your mental health has been oh, true. in this um, process? I would
2: say honestly, I've had a very good support system. I've had a very great support system. I've I was with my roommates um for a couple of weeks and then I um came down back to Denver and I'm just with my family now. So I'm I'm definitely I got I just got all the time in the world to play guitar and talk to my family. So I'm I'm doing pretty good right now. But um at the, the boredom is definitely definitely starting to get to me a little bit. Yeah, seeping in. Yeah. What
0: about you? I'm going a little stir crazy out here. Yeah. I – I uh I chose to quarantine with my roommates and mm-hmm. like my my dad's had a couple health scares in the last couple months so it's been uh more more important for me to stay isolated than to potentially drag something over there cuz my yeah. dad actually my dad actually had a heart attack on like the 25th of March as soon as all this started really and shit so he was brought to a hospital with a bunch of coronavirus patients so there was always a chance that, oh, like, you could have it. And my parents didn't want me to have it. So they, they encouraged me to stay put. Wow. We'll, we'll find time to reconvene. My dad's fine, by the way. He's, yeah, he's doing I'm great. glad to hear that. That's, yeah, geez, he's, that's doing just, he's doing great. But, yeah, like I said at the beginning of this, morale has been low. <laughs> morale has been low. Has I mean, it's not – I've been doing my best to not let – my roommates get on my nerves, which I think i've been doing well at. we've all been <laughs> keeping to ourselves when we need our our space but a lot more long time. yeah, I yeah. just have not, have felt no desire to be productive that's an problem with
2: i'm going to use this time to go ahead and just rip on colorado state university huh. i and it's probably it's every school around the country i'm sure, but yeah. i, I don 't know about you, but i'm just. I'm <laughs> very very unhappy with uh with how the uh they it was it's been dealt with honestly <laughs> yeah we're, we're all repping but i mean fuck them still you know, but, <laughs> yeah i just i just it seems absurd to me that you can shut down an entire university but keep classes going with a bunch of 50 to 60 year old professors who hardly know how to navigate the internet in the first place agree trying to like run a class with 60 to 70 kids like it's just, it's not working. Let alone,
0: let alone not refunding any of the amenity fees. Yeah, I emailed somebody. They're getting sued. They're getting was, sued for that I, right now. I was,
2: I was pissed at, um, I was pissed when this all started because I took online classes a year and a half ago and I did miserably. But um, I emailed somebody and I said, how are we going to be reimbursed for uh, the switch to online classes? Some jackass who was affiliated with Colorado State University <laughs> replied to me and said, actually, if you look, the prices of online classes are more expensive than being on campus. And no. I, replied, I, re- I replied by saying, uh, thanks, asshole. I took online classes for a semester, and I can confidently tell you that isn't true. And uh, within 15 seconds of looking it up on Google, that'll also tell you that's just not true. So <laughs> bring on the lawsuits, good, bro. I, I hope they just fucking have to redistribute as much money as possible. Yeah. I just I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I have no
0: idea what other universities have done, but I assume they're all – All the universities are unified in just keeping our money. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I can guarantee it, yeah. And just,
1: I feel like, go go on, go on. I'll, I'll give you a little insider trading. University of Wyoming is making plans if they need to move online classes, or if they need to move classes online for the fall semester. And that's University of Wyoming, which is in a state that doesn't fucking exist. So (laughs) think about how we're going to like, what are we doing right now? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything right now is completely online. Everything is already because it's online. If if they bring it back in the fall and then they have to do this again, where you start in person and then you come back. Uh, and then there's a a, a, another spike in cases and they have to go online again, then they won't have any, um, you know, ground to stand on for not refunding people. And, you know, yeah. what are you going to do?
2: Yeah, I just I think I think it could have been handled better. And I mean, I'm sure nobody was prepared for a worldwide pandemic when uh, when this started. But I
0: don't know.
1: Definitely. Speaking yeah. of the
0: pandemics and being essential, if there are any high school kids watching this, go to trade school.
1: 100%. <laughs> go
0: to fucking trade school. Don't go to college. That's the, yeah.
2: If I can give you any advice from my four years of college, it's not to go to college. It's <laughs> the best <laughs> advice I can possibly give anyone. But yeah, just the motivation is certainly at an all time. I, I don't know if it's like a senioritis type thing, but motivation has never been lower in my entire life to do anything. This Definitely. is correlated but yeah.
1: Well, also I mean, at you know, the same time, like this is a fucking global pandemic. We don't need to be pretending that everything's normal. We shouldn't be in a productivity race. And that's what we're doing. We're all yeah. trying to just one up each other because we're all pieces of.